So I'm with you. Like, I think that it is a big boost for morale when the crappy leaders are let go and told to move on. And everybody knows that's what happened instead of covering it up and being like, oh, we've decided to explore other options and I'm going to go work for a startup and catch you guys on LinkedIn, right? Like, no, you're terrible. I'm not going to give you a good LinkedIn review. Move on. (laughs) Welcome to Working Code with your three hosts who never make off by one errors, Adam, Ben, Carol, and Tim. Okay, here we go. It is show number 73. And on today's show, we're going to talk about getting fired, sort of. Getting fired, leaving on good terms. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But first, as usual, we'll start with our triumphs and fails. And Tim, you're up first. So I'll go with the triumph. So we, we had a customer. So last year, we sponsored a beer garden at one of our biggest trade shows, which I thought was fantastic. And mm-hmm. it was fantastic. And we have some naysayers in our company. The marketing people are like, oh, no, what we need to do is drip campaigns and send emails and add messages and do customer-based accounting, kind of targeting them. But basically, we just had a booth. Is the only place you get beer in the entire uh, show. And like after like 4 p.m., people could show up and start having beers. And we were relentless. Right. So I told my sales guy, you and me, we're, we're, we were setting up chairs on each side of the line to get beers. And we're just handshaking every single person that comes in and asking them their info and just giving them a sales pitch. And so we have people above us who are like, eh, I don't think these kind of things are $80,000 to, that's to a do lot this. Of beer. Yeah. yeah. $80,000 to sponsor this. And uh, I don't know if it's a return on investment and blah, blah, blah. And and I'm like, this is going to work. This is going to work. And so today, today we had a demo. Finally, we've been trying to get these guys since this was on October. It's because an Oktoberfest beer garden. And we finally today had a demo with these guys. And so we kind of did customer discovery. We figured out what's their biggest pain point. And the biggest pain point was that they're trying to make, because we're in the payments business, uh, they, they take credit cards. They're not really happy with the credit card provider, but they can't take ACH very well. Mm-hmm. And ACH means? Automated clearinghouse, which is basically taking money out of your bank account. Okay. Okay. Like, yeah. drafting, like drafting your account. Drafting your bank. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Gotcha. So they couldn't do that very well with who they were currently with, who, which was Braintree, which is our, one of our competitors. So had them show us the website, had them show us the kind of the invoices they produce. And so we built basically a, a screen for screen copy of what they're doing now, but using our services rather than our competitor services. Nice. And so that came up like exactly everything, like the, all the branding, everything was exactly alike. Like when you hit the next, hit a button on the screen, they have a, they're called propeller bonds. they do like surety bonds for like states and government kind of things and so and and it's big ticket i mean they're they're paying like seven thousand ten thousand twenty thousand dollars on credit card or ach Mm -hmm. and so just built this whole entire demo for them within like three days 
That's not cold fusion, but it is really good at prototyping something really fast. Oh, you can get it out fast. Yeah. yeah. We're not going to build this in cold fusion. We're going to do this in .NET at the end, but it's like to do a prototype, it's so fast. Mm-hmm. It's so yeah. beautiful. And so basically the whole thing is you build, they put on this data and they put in, they want to do an ad hoc kind of invoice for someone, build it out, sends them an email, generates a PDF, comes to them, there's a link to pay and they click the link comes to our site, has all the data pre-filled. So everything about them is already pre-filled and they just pay. And it does both credit card and ACH, which they can't do now. And they looked at that and they're like, wow. Yeah. So they gave me the, they gave me the information on Friday. I demoed it today on Thursday. Nice. Oh boy. And they're like, you went back in time. (laughs) Well, last week. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, geez. Man, I, we're amazed you could whip this out that fast. This is the easiest decision we have to make all day. Send us the contract. We're signing up. That, wow. Oh, That's wow. Awesome. That is awesome, yeah. Tim. Yeah. So this is like $200,000 of net revenue that will be added to our bottom line for this wow. year. Wow. That's awesome. Fantastic. Congratulations. Yeah. That's yeah. a so huge beer win. Garden worked even just for the one client. Yeah, yeah exactly. That- so I went back to I went back to the guy who's like, oh, these these trade show booths, they don't work. They don't like, waste of money. I had dinner with him tonight. He was <laughs> actually so he's from Canada. He's like from another level up in the organization for me. And he doesn't believe in it. He's like all he just believes in email drip campaigns and mm. like sending out, you know, messages and ads and I'm like, dude, we got this 100% (laughs) because they came up to us in the line while they're waiting to get a beer and we shook their hand and like, hey, how do you take your payments? And they're like, oh, we do use Braintree. We hate it. Like, do you really hate? And they kept coming back for beers. I'm like, do you still hate Braintree? (laughs) You still hate Braintree? (laughs) I kept like hammering on that. And like, and so, yeah. So it won. Yeah, yeah, and got the deal. So that is awesome. I, I mean, I think your point is very well made. It's it's not that trade show booths don't work; it's that lazy trade show booths don't work. Yes. Right. Yeah, you right. Can't just pay for a booth and go sit in it and wait for the the leads yeah. to come in. And and that's right. fair because our booth was shared, so there was like two sides of the beer garden. One side was another company that's a family company of ours, and one was ours. And so the other folks were just kind of standing over on their side of the booth, not talking to the people that are lining up to get beer. And I told, I said, I looked at my sales guy. I'm like, look, you and I, we're getting stools. We're uh-huh. sitting on both sides of this line. And we're talking to every single person who's lining up to drink our beer. <laughs> and we, that's what we did. And, and so it won. Th- yeah. It, it, it totally works. Like the people that were like, well, what do you do? We, we find out like, okay, no interest. Move on. Go get your yeah. beer. Great. And the people are like, oh, yeah, I hate being. Tri- okay, come on. So we would like pull them out of the line and like, hey, I'll, I'll go the front line, get you a beer, hand it to you, and like, let's talk. <laughs> You're VIP now. <laughs> You're VIP, buddy. So, and so what's great about that is because our leadership doesn't think that this kind of thing works, they're like, we're not spending any money this year on those kind of things. And so because we are once we sign this deal because they agree to it today and i have no doubt they will that i talked to leadership today and i'm like we need to do this again they're right. like okay if you sign this and bring this in you can do it again I'm like okay cool but you have to do it the way you did it not the way the partner exactly. company did it like right. you, it and has you to know be what? the full picture 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It'll be our name on the marquee this time. It yeah. won't be no one else. I'm not sharing this with you. You guys didn't make the sale. You didn't work hard enough. So we worked hard. We got it. We're taking it 100%. It's our show. Nicely done. That's awesome. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, I was so happy. I mean, I was so happy today. They're just, they were shocked. Their, their jaws just dropped. They're like, wow, this is perfect. This is exactly what we needed. I'm like, cool. Let's do business. So, gotcha. Nice. That's me. How about you, Carol? Oh, man. I don't even want to go now because I'm right. just going to like, really good triumph. oh. <laughs> Can I go at the end? I, I don't want to ruin him. Uh, how about Adam? Sorry. Adam, yeah, how about you go instead? Sure, I'll go. So on today's undisclosed date, I have now completed my 40th trip around the sun, and I'm calling that a triumph. Heck yeah, happy birthday. Congratulations, Yay! bro. Thank happy you. birthday. 40s, 40s is the best. So I'm officially old. No, 50s old. <laughs> Until you well, turn neither. 60, right? The 40s are the best. Yeah. I hope so. We'll see. We'll see how they go for us. <laughs> I, honestly, I do hope that the 40s are the best because I've had a pretty great life, all things considered. And so if it's only going to get better, then Take it. yeah, I'm all in. Yeah, 40s are great. I walk around and I have this image of myself in my head. And it's not of a 40-year-old person. It's probably of like mm. 30-year-old person. No, nope. yeah. <laughs> I'm 28, perpetually 28. <laughs> it's funny you say that, Tim. So my somebody asked me today if I felt 40 and I was like, no. Mentally, I think of myself as like 28, but then it's like physically, there's the aches and pains, there's yeah, the gray yeah, hair. Yeah. Yeah. There's 28 is when I met my wife. Oh. Mm. And that's, that's, I mean, my life kind of changed, but it's like 28 is kind of where I'm stuck in my year. head. And I look in the mirror and go, nope, not 28. <laughs> that's, that's what I was going to say. It's like, I, I have this, like I'm a clean cut, like like 30 year old in my head and then I walk into the bathroom and look in the mirror and I've got stubble and I have like clown hair because I haven't had a haircut in like three months. I'm like, oh, that's not, that's not <laughs> what I was thinking. <laughs> I look at this side silver and I'm going, nope, nope. Yeah. I can't help but remember what I looked like in the mirror when I was like 17, you know, just smooth skin and Lot, I had all of my hair still, and it's not the same guy. The, the skin is tired and dry and uh, a little saggy. Aging's weird. Yeah. Aging's weird. But it beats the alternatives. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Nine stars out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I'll take it from here. Since you guys had triumphs, I'm going to go with the failure. I can't catch up, you guys. I was out six days from work for jury duty and was on a very terrible case that involved mm. murder and was not fun, but mm. it like impacted my sleep, impacted my entire mm. life. I missed you guys last week because of it. Missed you. And I just, I can't catch up at work. I missed all the leadership meetings. I missed all the training I had to do. So I'm still on Thursday behind. I'm behind on text messages. I'm behind on phone calls. It's not good. And I mm. don't know when I'm going to get out of this hole. And I just hope it's sometime soon because it's stressing me out really bad. Mm. So I'll get there though. That <laughs> sucks. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. it's okay. Any, anything that messes with your sleep is the worst. I mean, I was taking sleeping like sleeping pills because I was having nightmares from like some of the images and stuff. So mm. I'm like, I can't sleep. I have to focus tomorrow. I already have ADHD. The last thing this guy deserves is me daydreaming during the trial. So yeah, yeah it was not good. Anyways, but I'll get back. I'll get out of it. I'll catch I, up. I can't even imagine how. 
I mean, I'm, I've been to jury duty requests, but you know, my response is always, everyone should get the capital punishment. <laughs> they didn't even ask us that. Really? No, no, yeah. they didn't ask us. They did pull me to the side and make me interview privately because they were really? like, yeah, they're like, has anyone been the victim of a violent crime? And I'm like, nobody raises their hand. And I'm like, me. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm so like, yeah. I don't know if it was, they were like, can you be fair and just being that you've been the victim? I'm like, I think so because the cases are nowhere near related. But now going mm-hmm. forward, I will never do this again because I don't want to ever have to deal with this. So I'll but, say, yes, I cannot be biased. Send me home. Like I'm going to, or I'm going to be biased. I'm biased yeah. But at the I same time, it's like, be, yeah. do you really want people who can't get out of jury duty, who are not smart enough to get out of it to judge someone's life? See, that's where I went. If I were on trial or if my children were on trial, yeah. I would want someone logically or someone who could sit there and logically think they're a problem and could see the data for what it's worth and who thinks like we do. So I was like, okay, this guy deserves yeah. someone. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if I could, within good conscience, opt out of it, basically use my intelligence to get out of it just right. because – I feel like there's so many people who are just not good at critical thinking. Oh, we had mm. some of those. I mean, you have just people who are just, yeah, I, I, I imagine. I mean, please tell me about that because it's like <laughs> some people, it's like they just like, they just want to be done. They don't even think about it. Right. And I, I couldn't, I don't know if I could. Yeah, I don't know if I could like just pass myself off as an idiot to get out of it. Well, I definitely wasn't doing that. And I won't do that going forward if I get asked to be on a jury. But I will make it clear that it caused me a lot of physical stress and mental problems that I should not be on any violent crime. Send me some fraud checks. I'll take that all day long. I do not want to do violent crime, though. I can't. It's it hurts too bad. I I mean, if you're the one person who saves up. Innocent person from it's a hard call. So how did it go? Was it guilty or guilty? Yeah, we found the guy guilty on three counts of felony murder, and then a a laundry list of other charges. But yep, guilty. That's rough. It's rough, but I mean, you. I mean, obviously, you agreed with the decision. Yeah, it took two days of deliberation to come to an answer. I was torn because the data was a hundred wasn't a hundred percent right. So it wasn't until the judge, when we were finally sent back to deliberation, where she explained reasonable doubt. That it's not that it has to be clean cut. You just have to believe it beyond a reasonable doubt. And I was like, oh, well, then that's different. I'm already at reasonable doubt. I'm good there, but it's not 100%. Like, there's no gun. Was there a confession? No. We got nothing from the defendant. So Interesting. Because I was watching something. John Oliver? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, John Oliver was talking about how confessions can be pried out of people even though they didn't do it right so but yeah so yeah that was a great segment it's actually funny you said that i called one day to get advice from a cop friend of mine and at the end of it he told me he said never get in a a police room never get into like an interrogation room alone with an investigator he goes you literally would admit to killing jfk if i pushed you hard enough he was like you gave me way too much information about what was going on he's like you need to lawyer up the minute you walk in the room he goes you're that person that would confess to it without even realizing you confessed (laughs) to it yep yep i was like okay he goes you're too damn honest (laughs) I i told my kids the same thing if you ever get arrested the only thing you say to the investigators who are interrogating you is like, I want my lawyer. Yeah. That's the only thing you say. I mm-hmm. want my lawyer. Do not answer any questions. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Well, that's me. Yay. What about you, Ben? <laughs> I'm going to go with a, a failure. And it's just, I've been feeling what my wife would call logy. I've been feeling very logy this week. What does that just, mean? I, I had to Google it. Apparently, it just means like feeling down and heavy oh. and low key. Lo, logy. L O G Y. Okay. I didn't think it was a real word until I Googled it. And uh, it's apparently not a it's real a real word. word. No, is, is it is it a legal Scrabble word? <laughs> so I don't know. I just been For feeling sure. unmotivated, and I can report Logie is a an official Scrabble word. <laughs> oh, there good, you, yeah, yeah. There you go. And it's spelled L O G Y. Yes. Huh. Okay. So you've been feeling Logie, Ben? Yeah, just kind of like a blah kind of week. I've been feeling actually increasingly more lonely at work as my small team is slowly disbanding and people are, everyone is officially on other teams at this point, but unofficially people have sort of stayed in in the private chat room for our team and have helped with pull requests. And that's slowly becoming less and less the case. And I'm starting to feel quite disconnected. And I don't know, it's just, it's not great. I feel like, I don't know, I just, just just an off week. You got an eight point Scrabble word out of it. So, <laughs> so I got that in the bag. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you should join some Slack channels they're in and listen to some of their conversations about the new uh, stuff they're doing or try to, you know. I, so I try to, I'm in a couple of weekly calls about different areas of the, of the organization, but I don't know. It's just not quite the same. Like even I, I showed up to our stand up today. And no one else showed up, <laughs> which, Aww. you know, to be fair, one of the guys was, he's out for the rest of the week. And one of the other guys like never shows up to them. And then there's one, there's, there's a third person and he just didn't, I don't know, whatever, wasn't around today. So why don't you join the new team? I'm going to say the new team air quote, because I don't know if it's one team or if they've just moved to a different I'll team. I'll get there eventually. Thinking? I'll get yeah, there eventually. Just not ready? I still have a lot of stuff to do. Okay. Is that decision up to you? Is it up to me? I don't know. Probably. I mean, it could be. I'm sure if I put my foot down, but there's still stuff to do. I have things. It's, it's got to feel like the burden has, I'm sorry if I'm, I don't want to put more weight on you, but no, I'm no. just, I feel like the burden has to have, the mental burden has to have increased knowing you're the only one supporting yeah. an entire legacy application. Agree. It's, the burden doesn't bother me. What bothers me is the, I'd say, lack of camaraderie around it. And Mm -hmm. even if I like, let's say that I do something and I fix something or I build something new, there's no celebration. There's no, you know, newsletter going out to customers about the new feature. There's no, it's just like, it's very quiet. Logie. Yeah. Yeah. There's Logie for everybody. (laughs) Oh, I'm better. Sorry. It goes, it goes in phases. This too shall pass. Yeah, exactly. So that's me. Okay. Well then let's talk about firing people. Yeah, yeah, that'll get you out of your funk. (laughs) (laughs) Just go around the company and be like, "All right, I've been here longer than you. You're fired. I've been here longer than you. You're fired. You're out." What's my middle name? You don't know it. You're fired. (laughs) There's like some clip I've seen. I don't know what it's from, but there's like a clip where he walks in. He's like, "F you, f you, f you. You're cool. F you, f you." (laughs) It's from a movie. (sighs) Maybe. What is that? I want to say old. That's gonna bug me. It's the thing I know, but I don't know. Oh no, no, no. Maybe you're thinking of uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I don't know. I think you might be thinking about Half Baked. Half Baked. That's what it is. There you go. That sounds right. Uh, yeah. Well, it's like F you, F you, F you. You're cool. F you. I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I just thought of that when Adam was like walking around firing people. So, yeah. Yeah. So this is something I've been thinking about just recently. I don't know. I don't quite remember what put it 
in my head, but I was thinking about my career and I've been around for 20-ish years or so and I've worked at a variety of places. And I think in all of this time, I don't ever remember someone in a leadership position being fired. I've seen a lot of people leave to go explore other opportunities and work for other companies or look for earlier growth stage companies, that kind of stuff. And I have to imagine that at least some of those people were actually fired, but were, you know, allowed to leave under the guise of Mm. voluntary departure. Yeah. And I wonder if that's a net negative for the company culture. I think it can be. Like if you see a, a toxic person, like everybody kind of knows, but it just goes un, undiscussed that this is a, a bad person to be leading the company. And then they get, for lack of a better term, like a golden parachute to leave. Mm-hmm. Plus, like I've been thinking about the term gaslighting. But that's obviously been used a lot more in the last couple of years. Oh. And <laughs> <laughs> not that kind of gaslighting. Oh. Save it for the after show. Because I think about if you're kind of a lower level employee and you're looking around, you're seeing someone in leadership and it feels like they're not doing their job or they're not doing a good job. And you you have back channel conversations with other employees and they're like, yeah, what's this guy doing? Like, I don't understand what he's thinking. His decisions are terrible. And then at some point he decides, quote unquote, decides to leave. And typically other people in leadership, oh, thank you so much for your everything you've done here. Wish you nothing but the best of luck in your next job. And it's been so great working with you. And so I feel like you're looking at the leadership reaction and you're comparing it to your internal dialogue about what you've seen. And you're like, am I just crazy? Do I not know anything about how this company operates that this person who I looked at and was like, this guy's a fool. And everyone else is like dogpiling on how awesome they are. Hmm. It, I, I almost feel like if bad leaders were explicitly called out as being bad leaders, I almost feel like it would be a moral morality boost for the company because now you're like yeah we all thought that too and now we're all on the same page and that's great we're getting rid of this uh bad apple and now things can finally get going and i I don't know i've just been thinking about that a lot lately for some reason i will say tim and i have seen this happen we've seen this play out we brought in a a product manager who had what we thought were going to be like great goals had high expectations for him Came in the door, seemed good at first, and then it went south pretty quickly. And he got fired and it was known to everyone that he's being let go. He is not working out with us. And that's just what it's going to be. I think there were two people who were upset by this. Like, oh, all he was trying to do was make change and he was just trying to innovate and leadership clearly isn't ready to innovate yet. And two out of the whole group shows you where the problem actually is. Like it's him, not his goals or the other leadership. So I'm with you. Like, I think that it is a big boost for morale when the crappy leaders are let go and told to move on. And everybody knows that's what happened instead of covering it up and being like, Oh, we've decided to explore other options and I'm going to go work for a startup and catch you guys on LinkedIn. Right. Like, no, you're terrible. I'm not going to give you a good LinkedIn review. Move on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've been trying to think about it from their perspective. Or again, this is all hypothetical from the like the leadership perspective and like why they'd want to keep it on the down low that someone's being fired. And I think maybe could it send 
not the wrong message, but just be an indication that the company was unhealthy and that mm-hmm. they almost like don't want to even admit that there was a problem. That they screwed up with bringing this person in or that they weren't making the the cut. Like they don't want to admit to that. That. And then also that like, what about decisions that they've made about the company? We're firing this person because they were terrible, but they also made a lot of leadership decisions. Like, do we now have to go back and reevaluate all those leadership decisions? Mm. And like, what Mm. if those leadership decisions started to steer the company a particular direction? Like, do we now have to reevaluate the direction of the company? And I almost wonder if like maybe part of it is like, you just don't want to open that can of worms. Yeah. Hmm. It's like, uh, I think this comes up on Law and Order every now and then. Where some <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> they're like some district attorney, I think, will be found to be corrupt or something. And, and people in the district attorney's office will be like, you don't want to open that can of worms. Because if you fire this person for being corrupt, you're like, now we have to go back through 20 years worth of cases. To mm. see where they were corrupt. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, software is a little different from that. <laughs> it's, not, it's not quite the same, but I can see what he's saying. Like if they were making decisions about your OKRs, if they were pointing you in the direction of where you were supposed to take your teams or your company in financials or how you were going to get there. And you're like, oh, but he was making terrible decisions. So now you're going, well, were those decisions right? I could, I see where you're going with it. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. But I also like, I think firing someone in leadership is good too because it keeps the other people on their toes, right? You don't feel, I know that sounds crazy, but it's like, no, you don't feel right. like you're safe. Like I should not be sitting in a position where I feel like I can make an awful decision and I'm safe. I should go at this thinking about the impact of everyone around me, about the impact of my company, the impact of my career. And if people screw up all the time and are never fired, eventually I might, I could get to the position where I'm like, well, whatever, they're not going to fire me. Let's just try it and see what happens. Like, I don't want to be in that spot. And I don't want the people that are at my level or above me in that spot either. I want them thinking that their decisions matter and that they are fireable. And if nobody's ever fired, then maybe they're not fireable. So, yeah, I can weigh on this as well. So our company got bought out by a much bigger company. And part of the leadership that was there got fired, which was a good thing. Of, of the existing company, like the, the smaller company that got bought? The yeah. leadership so, that, okay. so we either, we the smaller company, the, the founder got removed eventually. So he was given a chance. So he's given a chance for a couple of years to try to take over in his new role. And his new role was not starting a new company. His, his new, and I really don't think it was his skill set. He was right. very much a guy who would like start something new and build mm-hmm. it, it rather than the new role was kind of like buying other companies. Acquisitions, yeah. Yeah, acquisitions. And it was really not his skill set. And so he got let go. But honestly, some of his, there's sort of a, a personality type of a person who starts a new company and makes it successful. Yeah. Which is not the same personality that makes a successful company prosper in the long term. Yeah. And that was sort of the case. Yeah, sometimes it's easy to have the vision to get it going. It's some people are really good at that. Like I can see how to start it. I can see where to get the first five years, but to maintain that and to keep it sustainable and to make it grow, that's not what everyone can do. I get bored really fast. So I'm like, all right, someone else take this over now and you keep it going, make it better. 
Yeah. So he was a starter, not a maintainer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so letting him go, although it was painful because we all loved him. Oh, yeah. Great guy. Yeah. Loved him very much. But, you know, it's like it wasn't really good for the long term health of the company because he was going to continue to take starter mentality toward business opportunities rather than maintainer to build and grow rather than just starting up. So to your point, Ben, if you see someone who is like very, you consider pivotal to the company being let go, it it really depends on the messaging on how they give that information, right? So a lot of times it's like they've been let go and there's no... Their last day is Friday and today's Thursday, yeah. Yeah, it's it's just like (laughs) not here anymore. You know, eh, they're kind of toxic to the company, according to management. And then if it's like, oh, so-and-so is leaving on a week from now and let's all have a party for them and right. say goodbye, <laughs> right? That's sort of a regrettable, well, at least. And we, we have those. We do, yeah. Yeah, they threw me a party each time I left Silver yeah. Line. <laughs> yeah, each time. Yeah. Each time. Yeah. Each time. Each time. They're like, yeah. please come back. And we'll throw <laughs> we'll you, feed we'll you throw again. You more. We'll throw you more. <laughs> hey, Pay Cloud's like, coming rolling. in. <laughs> you join me, baby. So I, I do agree. I mean, I feel like the messaging is important with, when someone mm-hmm. does leave and that does change the morale, I think, with what Ben was saying. And if they're toxic, though, let's acknowledge that. Let's say. Yep. This wasn't working. Well, no, you can't say you. I mean, HR won't let you say that, right? HR won't let you say, "Hey, this douchebag, we finally let go." Right? They're gonna be like, "So and so has been let go," and and they won't say anything about, "We wish you the best in your neck." It would just be like, "So and so is no longer here." It's for legal reasons, yeah. Exactly, totally for legal reasons. But if it's like a regrettable. And you, you really wish they had stayed and you tried to work for it. You say, we wish you your best in your next endeavors. That's the whole messaging HR gives yeah. whenever it's a regrettable let go. HR is so much like a legal wing of the company. Yeah. It's under the guise of managing to have the right number and, and type of people. But it's entirely cover your butt for sure. territory. I, I was just going to say, like, I think that everything else being equal, transparency is the best policy. Agree. Yeah. Right. To a degree. If it's I mean, bad, you if it's really bad, you I mean, if someone's like suing you, you really don't want transparency there. I was specifically thinking about this situation we're talking about, like with uh, somebody getting let go or whatever. Like internal messaging. Yeah. That's the thing is like there's internal messaging and then there's external messaging. And I think that uh, that depends a lot on the company culture too, right? Or even just the company size, right? So if somebody were to leave my company, there's five of us, there's a really slim chance that we're not all going to know exactly what's going on. <laughs> but if somebody were to leave Envision or your company, Tim, like there's a really slim chance that everybody's going to know exactly what right. is going on. Right, right, exactly. Right. Yeah. They let go a couple of people two weeks ago. I'm like, I have no idea why. I could ask, but like, I really don't want to know. Yeah. I really don't want to know because I could tell from the tone of the email, it was not like, they were going to somewhere better. Yeah. And yeah, it was like, you're not working out. <laughs> but even going back to something Carol mentioned, and I don't know if this was just an example, but you were saying that that everyone thought someone was terrible, except for like two people in the company. Yeah. And, I, and, mm-hmm. and I think if, if you can give some explanation as to why people are leaving, it can also shed some light for those people who don't agree with them leaving, right? If, if, if you had a really good relationship with someone that's being fired or is leaving, and then it can be explained, yeah, and this is why 
they're getting fired because they did all this stuff that was really mediocre or toxic for the company, then I, it can maybe help to remove that potential residue of resentment that people who did have the good relationship might feel. Because you're like, oh, okay, I didn't know that any of that was going on. And see, I only knew about the two people that were upset about the firing or the separation of this person from the company because I got pulled into a meeting with the then director of the company, the engineer who had the issue and myself to discuss some of the things that did happen to get the other engineer like on the same page as everyone else because that person was capable of spreading some of the toxicity around Mm. by saying some things shouldn't be said anyways. (laughs) So we got him on the same page and was finally able to go, okay, it was justified. It was needed. Hayden see him go, Mm. but he needed to go because he wasn't right for this company. Doesn't mean he's not going to be right for someone else or for another software, but he does not work (laughs) for our software. I love you. I'm just not in love with you. (laughs) Yeah. It's pretty much like that. It was like a breakup. Yeah. Yeah. And his his golden parachute was he was given a typically we have a twenty four month I believe it's a twenty four month non compete and he was given a twelve month non compete so they cut his non compete time in half so mm. because he was very direct about the fact that he thought he could do what we were doing better and mm-hmm. wanted to do that himself so. He was told to go get it up and have it going and have it ready in 12 months then and he could compete with us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. So. <laughs> Talk about a backhanded compliment. Yeah. Haven't seen it. Haven't seen it. So. Never, never yeah. came to be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Didn't happen. Uh-uh. It gets nasty. Mm-hmm. It really does. Firing people? Yeah. Yeah. It yeah, can yeah. be. I mean, most of the time it's like nothing, but yeah, one out of 50, it really gets nasty. We've luckily, I, I can't think of ever, leadership conversations aside, I mean, I've worked with people who are lower down in organizations that have been fired, and I don't ever remember it being really negative. Luckily, no one's gone crazy or anything. When you started this, you said leadership, someone in a leadership role. What do you define there? Are we talking like a team lead? Are we talking a manager? Are we talking... I, I, I mean, like the directors and SVPs and C-levels. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And a lot of behind closed doors kind of conversations, those people. That's who I was referencing and all yeah. like that's that's the level I was thinking of in this conversation. And I just want to be mm-hmm. sure we were on the same page. Yeah, I'll be honest. So we had a founder who was let go and it really didn't affect anything at all. Usually the founders are not really the ones who are that hands on day to day. Right. If Mark Zuckerberg left Facebook, it still run. Still exists. Who cares? It kind of goes back to what you said earlier. Like some people have that startup mentality and some have the strategic mind to keep it going. And yeah, I mean, I saw Cora uh, question about if Elon Musk died would Tesla and and was it Starlink? What's it called? Yeah. Starlink. The satellites. Would it fail? And even Elon's goes, no, I sure hope not. Right. Yeah, it would. Right. I mean, it wouldn't fail if he's done his job well, then no. Yeah, exactly. That should be his answer is I, Hope not, because if it does, I suck. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, well then, this episode of Working Code was brought to you by Orbiting the Sun. That's Orbiting the Sun. I've done it 40 times, and I can strongly (laughs) recommend it. (laughs) 
wrinkles and all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also by <laughs> listeners like you. If you're enjoying the show, you should consider supporting us on Patreon. It's the best way to keep this show running. Patreon donations cover the costs of editing and recording. And we couldn't do this every week without those things. We also couldn't do this every week without Tim bumping his microphone a bunch. So we appreciate all the support we can get. Special thanks to our top patron, Monty. If you'd like to help us out, you can go to patreon.com slash workingcodepod. All of our patrons get early access to an ad-free version of new episodes and our after show. And this week, I have a teaser for you. Oh. On tonight's after show, we're going to talk about facial hair. What? (laughs) And we're going to put Amazon on blast. Okay. (laughs) We're renegades like that. Yeah. So if you want content like that, Patreon.com slash working code pod. Do you have a question or topic you'd like to hear us discuss? There's a lot of ways to get it to us. Like you can send it to at working code pod on Twitter or Instagram. You can join our discord at workingcode.dev slash discord. You can email us at workingcodepod at gmail.com, or you can even record a voice memo on your phone and email that to us so that we can play it on the show. That's going to do it for us this week. We'll catch you next week. And until then, remember your heart matters. Even if you've been around the sun 40 times, like the old man, (laughs) Adam Tuttle is. (laughs) May the force be with you. You've been listening to Working Code with your hosts, Adam, Ben, Carol, and Tim. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. We'll catch you on the next episode of Working Code.